you know, I tell people all the time, it, had it not been for for Aaron and for Derek and just, again, the, the community that I've become involved in, I don't know where I'd be. I certainly wouldn't be as ready as I am now and as confident as I am now. Hey, welcome to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast, the number one show for passionate physical therapists looking to start and grow an even more successful cash-based physical therapy business. I'm your host, Aaron LeBauer. Thanks for spending time with me today. And before we get to the episode, real quick, if you're new to the show or haven't picked up your Cash PT checklist yet, then you're definitely missing out. This checklist lays out all the steps you need to start a cash-based physical therapy business. If you want me to send that to you, then just text Cash PT to 444-999. That's C-A-S-H-P-T to the number 444-999. And you'll get this essential checklist. Now on to the show. Welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. Today is a special episode because it's a live in-person episode. <laughs> and it's with Tyler, Dr. Shelton who it's his last week here at LeBauer PT, finishing up his Cash PT residency. So um, we've interviewed Tyler, I've interviewed a couple times. It was once with Derek uh-huh. and then once by yourself. I believe so. So if you haven't um, listened to those episodes, you're going to want to go listen to those episodes as well um, and see the whole journey. And today we're talking to Tyler about where he is right now. He's getting ready to launch his own clinic. He's been working with us for 13 months. Mm-hmm in a residency program to learn clinical skills and how to start a cash practice. So welcome to the episode. Thanks, Thank Tyler. You. Thanks for having me. Dude, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you next week. It's really bittersweet. Yeah, I know. And it's been, it's been great working with you for the last year. And the last time we did this, we messed up the recording, had to do it a second time. That's right. I forgot about that. So today we're running two cameras to make sure we don't, we don't lose the show. So um, tell me, tell us a little bit about where are you right now? Um, and what, like, where, where are you in getting your business ready? Like, like this week, like what's going on this week and what do you have done? What do you have left? Yeah. Um, so I've got, I've got clinic space. Um, I've, I've been making a couple of trips to, uh, to that spot just to really fill it up. So that's almost done. Um, pretty much took care of everything that I would need to take payment and treat people first. And, uh, for the most part, that's done. I've still got to set up a couple of, uh, emailing things and automations for the uh for the scheduling software that i use um and then other than that um i'm gonna start finishing up on all of my all of my systems all my emailing stuff and everything like that just to make sure that i've got follow-up sequences in place um i wrote five books um for a couple different pain areas basically and uh really filled them up try to give away as much information as I could figuring worst case scenario, I heal somebody through a book, which mm-hmm. would be nuts. But you know, and they just trust me a lot at that point. So I'm fine with that. Um, but those books are done and they're going to be basically what I'm going to be driving traffic towards as much as possible. So, um, everything that I have left is starting to drive traffic and figure out how to get people to come into my clinic. Right. Wow. That's awesome. But that didn't just take you a couple weeks to get Lord no. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start the process of, of getting everything ready to open your business? I'd say roughly six months ago, maybe even a little bit a little bit earlier than that. Um, 
I, I really started with, with the books, just trying to put those together because I knew I was going to be putting everything around them and, uh, you know, just setting up the, the bones of, of what I'm going to use to market, which is pretty much all I have right now. Um, you know, just, just really basic structure of like a website, which is almost ready to go. Like I said, the emails, the, um, the blog posts, which I really, I haven't made a blog post yet. So mm -hmm. I, that won't even be up and running by next week. I doubt that I don't, I don't foresee that being a problem unless people are already looking at my website. <laughs> right. Do you think you could have gotten all this done in like a few months? Hell no. Yeah. No way. Do you think like if you only had, let's say you only had uh, two or three months, do you think you could have gotten to the point where you could see a patient, but maybe not have everything that you've put together? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I think, you know, that's depending on how quickly you can find a clinic space, but, mm -hmm. but yeah, I could have, because really the, the stuff that I've needed to just take payment, I'm trying to think it, it couldn't have taken me more than, you know, a month. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's depending on how you set up your business structure and everything too, because I, I think my process just took a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it took long at all. Yeah. I could definitely do that in that, that amount of time. So what do you think, like to where you are right now, mm -hmm. like we don't have results from your business. We've, we've built your business. Is there anything that you've done? You're like, I shouldn't have spent so much time on that or shouldn't have done that. Or I would do this over again if I had to start again. Well, you and Derek actually did a really good job of, of pushing me towards like, Hey, if you think of something while you're going about it, just go ahead and sit in front of a camera and record yourself doing it. Mm -hmm. And you've known me for long enough to know how well I do in front of cameras. I hate it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really do that. Not, not because I was ignoring the advice, but I was like, I don't really know what's worthy of going up on, on my website or wherever I would put mm -hmm. this. And now I'm really wishing that I had, because I would have blog posts to just go ahead and already have up and even like Facebook posts and things that I can just have scheduled to go out at certain times. And I don't have any of that right now. Right. Um, which is fine because I'll have time when I'm starting out to make that stuff, but it would be nice to have done those things ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, and just realize that basically any little clinical pearl that I'm giving out to a patient is something that I would want to put up and share with people. Right. What do you have left to do between now and when you open next week? Uh, physically finish setting up the clinic. Um, there are a couple things that still need to go in there. I still, like I said, I have to finish setting up basically my scheduling software. Um, I was doing that this morning before we met for this. I don't, I don't see that taking any longer than today. Mm -hmm. Um, and then really my, my follow-ups funnels, that's, mm -hmm. that's what I care the most about. Did right the now. hydroculator arrive yet? The hydroculator. No, no hydroculator. <laughs> I do have a big noisy machine in there. It's my refrigerator, yeah. but, uh, other than that, no hydroculator. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what your clinic space looks like. What's in there. Yeah. So, um, I got this really cool setup in an office building. Um, so I'm, I've got a video or I'm making a video to basically show people how to get to it because I, I think it would be a little tough on their own, but basically it's on the first floor of an office building and you walk in, um, got to weave a little bit to get to my door and then you open up into the front office area. And then I also have a back room area. Um, couldn't even begin to give you square footage, but mm -hmm. I can tell you that, um, my, my treatment room has a closet, which has plenty of space for me to put anything that I really need to. I got metal rack in there so I can store sheets, pretty much anything. Um, I've got the table in the middle. Um, I've even got a, uh, a weightlifting rack 
mm-hmm. in one of the on one of the walls, which is not jutting out and getting in the way of anything. I've got a desk next to that because there's plenty of room for that. A um, couple of ottomans where people can sit. That's about it in terms of treatment room. I mean, I've got all the things that we use laying around, but in terms of bigger items, that's about everything. And then the front room has just you walk in and you can see on the back right wall of my desk, there's a little standing shelf for books and me to advertise different things. And then uh, there's microwave, refrigerator, television, which I'm not sure is going to stay there yet. Um, and then I've got four chairs into a into a corner with mm-hmm. a coffee machine. Cool. What kind of equipment do you use um, in treatment? So, for instance, what things do you have in there that um, you know you might use with patients or use to treat patients? Mm-hmm. Well, so we've got the balls. Those mm-hmm. are those are always priority number one. Um, got some gray cook bands. What kind of balls? Because some people don't know. Oh, so like a four inch inflatable uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then uh, gray gray cook bands. I got some racket balls and some tennis balls just to try out a couple different self MFR things. I think I also got a softball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I've got I've got a two by four instead of getting the the FMS kit. I just mm-hmm. got a two by four so I could get people to do different stuff with that. Um, kettlebells foam uh foam pad for balancing a dowel rod for a couple of correctives that might be i mean so i've also got a trx band hanging from uh hanging from the weight rack but i don't even know what that's going to do yet i just i just have it right right awesome do you have it set up to do any retail sales or selling um, equipment for people or not yet, but I've got space for it if I need it out in the front. That's kind of what the the shelf is for. Because right now I don't I don't have any books printed or anything. I wasn't wasn't really planning on printing them. Mm-hmm. I, I might eventually, but um, so I, I basically got textbooks and things like that on it for right now. But um, in the future, I think I'll have some stuff out there that I that I truly believe in and and want to give out to people. Awesome. So between now and and or since the last podcast which was mm-hmm. i think in january when we really started this part of your this phase of your rotation um and now what's the number one thing that you've you've learned uh take take imperfect action 80 mm-hmm. percent's good enough and yeah. seriously because i i mean i'm i'm the absolute worst i, I used to I, I even pulled all-nighters in pt school just because i would know that there wasn't some some like one little thing that probably didn't matter that i hadn't gone over and i would spend all this extra time going over it mm-hmm. and that's a real problem. It didn't like tank any of my exam scores, but I just, I have a really hard time doing that. Just sending something out that I know isn't, isn't necessarily the final edited version, especially with the books. Like I, I had to really bite down and just kind of push them out, even yeah. though I know that there's still going to be edits that are going to be made. Um, but just I think being available is the most important thing. So if I'm not taking imperfect action, I'm not going to be available. So therefore I need to just start doing things mm-hmm. and know that it's going to all come around because I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to fail at certain things. And that's just part of what it takes to build up. Right. Right. How about since we started, like since you came here 13 months ago, what's the, what's the biggest thing, what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself or about PT marketing, business, whatever. Man, that's a really good question. That's, that's tough to answer because I've learned so many things. So from, from a marketing standpoint, I just think it's important to realize that there's no one really good answer. That even though, even though you can market anywhere, 
if you find your population that you want to market to, um, you know, big city, small town, wherever you're living, you can market to anyone. But what is successful for the person in the big city might not be successful for the person in the small market, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work. Because mm-hmm. what we use, an analogy we use in, in physical therapy a lot of times is like, so physical therapy didn't work for you in the past, which means physical therapy just doesn't work for you at all. Is it, isn't it much more likely that just like that specific type of treatment wasn't mm-hmm. good for you? So, you know, from a marketing perspective, I know that the perfect answer isn't just sitting there. Like I know there's not just one thing. And if I go do that, it's like, oh, I've got patients for life now. Right. So it's going to take some work um, figuring out what works the best. But um, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from you and from getting to watch Derek start his thing up mm-hmm. before me. It's just, it's really helpful to have those two things in front of me as examples of here's what you can try. Here's what has been successful in one place. Here's what's been successful mm-hmm. in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. How about like as a therapist, like what, like how have you grown or changed as a therapist in the last year? I think being able to speak to people, um, is the biggest thing. I, I, I never felt like I couldn't talk to patients. Well, cause um, remember, like I want to remind people like where you were before you were seeing how many people an hour and how many people a day? Uh, 14, 16, I think was my max one time. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. not fun. And you were getting a lot of um, pressure to build units and yeah. do what the, do what was um, referred you know, like was on the script and not what you thought yeah. was right. Why aren't you using the tech? Why aren't you right. starting them off on heat for yeah, yeah. 30 minutes? Yeah. So now I got that background. So what have you, so go back and like, what have you learned in the last year about treating patients or, or you've realized like, oh, this is the way that it works better. And yeah. me and all that. Well, it, first of all, get, the fact that I have more time with people gives me the chance to slow things down and really get to the deeper meaning of why people are coming into me, which I think is really valuable. Almost to a detriment at one point, I was, I mean, kind of overshooting the TBDs because I was like, I don't want to stop this person from talking if they're getting all this good stuff out. Um, So I think being able to communicate effectively to where I could not necessarily spin it on them because that sounds like I'm just selling at them, but Mm -hmm. I, I never... By the end of a treatment session or by the end of a discovery or an evaluation, I never feel like I have to sell it somebody. I feel like everything that we've talked about from start to finish has already kind of spoken for itself. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, if they're not bought in at that point, you know, maybe I'll pull a couple things out of the bag, but I never, I never really feel bad about it either. Cause I think yeah. sales just always carries this negative connotation. But since coming here, having seen, you know, the system that I was working in before and working here, not only does this just work better overall, it's a little bit quicker. In my opinion, it's more cost and time effective. So, you know, even though our upfront seems a lot more expensive than what they're paying in their copay, I've got absolutely no problem, you know, you know, selling at people and telling them that that's how much it's going to cost to come to me. And and this is what we're going to do Mm -hmm. because one, I know that I'm giving them a ton of value up front. I know nobody's going to follow up with them the way that we do. Nobody's going to check in on them the way that we do. Nobody's going to give them all the things that we give them the way that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's never, I mean, I think we were joking the other day that I'm just like a heartless bastard (laughs) because we, we, when we raise the rates, but it's really like, I, I just believe in it so much that I, you know, it doesn't bother me. I I truly believe that it, it should be worth that amount. Right. Right. Why do you think that you believe that? And there's thousands of other people that don't like other physical therapists that don't believe that we're worth more than copay or more than a hundred bucks. I think 
Well, first of all, because that's what they're told they're that's what they're told they're worth by mm-hmm. insurance companies, people that are working out on the network. But people, you know, people that are at least in the cash based system or know of it, um, who are struggling to raise their rates. I think it's been easier for me because I was able to play with house money. Mm-hmm. It basically was no skin off my back. I'm like, fine. Well, if it, you know, if they say no to this amount of money, then I'm not I'm not losing anything. I'm still getting right. paid a salary. So it was easier for me to start, but it also it it paid off so well that I think I've been able to like tell other people about it and be like, hey, just by the way, this isn't mm-hmm. going to blow up in your face the way that you think you do. Be- right. Think it will because we raised them on everybody, not just not just new people. We raised mm-hmm. them on everybody, a pretty decent amount. And um, and as as long as as long as I was comfortable with it, I didn't see any reason for them to be uncomfortable with it. Right. And. I don't know if that answers your question on on why I believe that so much. I just, you know, I guess having such a jaded experience for the first however long I was out of school, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, I know more than what is being given here and I don't have the time to give it. And I don't, you know, nobody else around us is trying to give it. They're just like, screw it. We're right. just, this is just how things are. Um, so, you know, being young and able to, able to just kind of mess around with up and move and do different things in my life was definitely an advantage to that, but I would do it again. Yeah. I'm never going to go back in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. And so next week you're charging the same, you're, you're charging the same rates we're charging. Yep. And is that, you think that's going to be an issue at all? Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like a year, now you're a year, about a year and a half, almost two years out of school. Three. Three. Closer three to three. years. Okay. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Cause you were, I can't remember, you were out of school eight, 2017, August 2017. Okay, 2017. So was it eight months or was it over a year that when you started? Here? Eight months. Eight, eight months. months. Yeah. Okay. So eight maybe months you're right plus then. Thirteen months. Not two years yet. Holy crap. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> math. I know math. <laughs> um, I'll do math. Um, well, that's what phones and calculators are for these yeah. days. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do you think? What, going back, let's say going back, would, would you do anything differently? Or is there anything that you wish I told you that I, I didn't? Going back how far? Like, I don't know, to when we met or the spring. I mean, something like either building your business or in the last year. Like, is there something that surprised you or that you were like, oh, I wish Aaron had told me about that or, you know. Um, and you can throw me under the bus too. No, it's, I mean, other than the... Other, other than the uh, the taking care of things a little bit earlier, like go ahead and, and document like what you're mm-hmm. thinking essentially a little bit earlier, um, I think I kind of shot myself in the foot with some things where I was like, I came to you and was like, hey, what should I do here? And you're like, it's on the blueprint. What are you talking about? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> but I was just like, since I'm here, I was like, oh, I guess Aaron and I will go over this eventually and just yeah. like wasn't thinking about the fact that I had access to it whenever I wanted to start it. So I think that was more on me than it was than it would be on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, just, I, I mean, I think I'm where I, sh- I think I'm right where I should be mm-hmm. in terms of getting ready. I'm, I'm not quite, I don't think I'm as ready as Derek was. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm not as ready. I don't think I'm as set up as Derek was. But I also know just speaking with him, how much he's changed things, not necessarily for better or worse, but I just, that doesn't worry me anymore Mm because I'm like, okay, well, 
you know, at, fir at first I was a little stressed about it. I was like, holy crap, we're yeah. coming up on like a month away and I'm nowhere near, like my website's not ready, my follow-up mm -hmm. funnels aren't ready and those things take a lot of time. I am so screwed and then yeah, I know that stuff's not going to matter. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to matter, but I know it's not going to be super important when I'm starting out because right. nobody's just going <laughs> to happen upon my website unless my... Uh, SEO is just through the roof. Right, right, right. <laughs> so what kinds of software are you using? Um, so let's just like, mm -hmm. what are you using for your website, emails, um, some of these other things, so EMR stuff? Doing ClickFunnels for the website, um, and I linked that up with uh, ActiveCampaign to uh, work on my follow-up funnels and basically uh, capture all my patient information. So I made mm -hmm. all my forms on there and, and everything like that. Um, Intake queue I'm using for scheduling and... Um, Invoices, which is mm -hmm. something that I'm having to go figure out today because we don't we use uh, QuickBooks we here. Use QuickBooks, yeah. um, so I'm gonna have to figure out how to do that today. Um, Card Connect, it's Card Connect, mm -hmm. right? Not Card Point. Yeah. Yeah, not the same thing. Well, they're um, kind of the Card Connect is the is the uh, retail version of Card Point, okay. which is the software. So I'm using them, um, mm -hmm. and I I have. All that fairly set up. That's something else that I need to like. I just need to go run a card on it and, mm -hmm. and play around with things. Um, but I I have experience working with that through here. I yeah. just need to make sure that I have everything set up from that end. Um, let's see, uh, G Suite for my mm -hmm. notes. Um, that's about it. Okay. What about like are you using anything for home exercise? Like are you just gonna give out paper? I'm gonna give out paper. Program? Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to have an app for it. Um, I think that adds a lot of. I think that adds a lot of work on my end mm -hmm. um, that is just really unnecessary right now with all the, because we have a ton of sheets. Right. Um, but even that, in my opinion, is above and beyond because I knew plenty of, matter of fact, we in the, in the clinic that I was in didn't give out sheets unless it was like something that you were supposed <laughs> to give out sheets for, like a, a hip program or something, right. which made no sense to me. But um, yeah, we didn't give out sheets and I would end up... I got really good at stick figure drawings because I I would just feel terrible giving out these exercises and not having any anything for people to look at. So mm -hmm. I'd at least write them down or instructions. Right, right. So walking into a place, it was like, oh, just go find that in the uh, in the file cabinet and hand it to them. Uh -huh. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> um, is there anything else that you're doing? Like, are you that you've set up, or you're using a service or software other than these things that? Or is this pretty much it? Yeah, that's it, man. That's yeah. not expensive. Yeah. My overhead is pretty lean. Is really low. Yeah. Really low. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so what are your plans? Like first year, what are your goals? Like first month, six months, one month? So first month I'd be pretty happy if I if I broke even on uh, on clinic and living expenses, mm -hmm. which is fairly doable. Mm -hmm. um, I think I told you like 15 people. Yeah. Rough estimate. Um, yeah. 15 maybe, visits. Yes. 15 visits in that month. Sorry, mm -hmm. not 15 different people. Um, which I think is, is fairly attainable. Um, six months, I'd like to consistently be seeing 15 a week, mm -hmm. which is a lofty goal. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think one that I can get, um, a year, I'd like to have hired uh, front desk help. I'd like to uh, be working on some kind of consistency plan because I've already got, we've talked, I've already got like retention funnels and things in place to where I, I work really hard to keep the people that I have and not 
something sleazy like drag out their plan of care, yeah. but like give them a bunch of benefits for coming in and getting checkups and things like that. Um, and, and, and having a lot of, uh, a lot of bonuses for every time they refer somebody to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really banking on that taking off for me. Um, and if it, if it does, you know, starting to scale the practice. Yeah. So, you know, Derek, uh, I think was 15 patients a week by six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And you just got to work harder than he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that is human as possible. <laughs> but I'm going to work as hard as he did. You know, he said, he said, Aaron, this is really hard. He's like, how do you do this? And I was like, I told you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard. It's a grind. I think he's, I, I was, I, we talked a decent amount and he was, uh, I think he's really ready for me to like have to grind. I think he's uh-huh. really ready for me to be out of my ass and just, yeah. uh, just like calling people up and yep. getting rejected every day and feel the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So six months, 15 people a week, one year, be able to hire someone else, mm-hmm. getting patients on, um, yeah. some kind of recurring, um, wellness program model type of thing. Yeah. If not that, just, just start to have some guaranteed income. Mm-hmm. I don't even care how much really it's it just some kind of program where I can bank on that to be my guarantee mm-hmm. even if it only covers clinic expenses you know which isn't ideal but even if it only covers clinic expenses it's that's awesome right that's right. huge well that's more than I had until a year ago yeah or even less so if I can if I can hook something up like that um, it, it's just figuring out the details yeah yeah that's awesome and then how about five years ten year plan what are your goals plans um so I'm hoping to take this and scale it a pretty decent amount. I, you know, I, I don't know if multiple locations is the way to go or if, um, or if just bigger and bigger clinic is the way to go. Mm. I, I feel like probably multiple locations is probably the direction I wanted to go. Um, I, I don't have a real specific plan on, on how many it used to be five clinics in 10 years. I think that's still very doable. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know in terms of like range, what I would want to do if I would want to like take a bunch and put them all over the Winston-Salem area, or if I would want to actually spread them out. Yeah. Um, Davie County, Davie County. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, or like, warriors. would you go like Winston and was it Archdale or some of the end? Kernersville and some of these other yeah, like Mount Airy, things way. like that. Yeah. Um, kind of spread it out. I would, I, I would, I would probably like doing that more than you know doing five different locations in Winston Salem, just because mm-hmm. it's a that's a lot to pack into one area. Right, right. Um, like we were talking before, it's like you asked me, well, do you want another location in Greensboro, well, or just another location? To me, it's like, well, I could go North Greensboro, but people aren't telling me that. Yeah, I, they would only come to see me if if we had a location there. That's not really. That's not my my argument. I've not met anybody that says, "Yeah, I'd come see you guys, but you're just a little far away." Right. And we've had people. I mean, people from Winston come out. Here, right. So. Right. Winston, Chapel Hill, Raleigh. Raleigh for I've had People come from California. Uh, We're visiting people in Asheville. Asheville. Uh-huh. Um, Danville, which is two hours north in Virginia. Yep. So yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's interesting. But like, if I was like, "Oh, I got to have one in Winston and High Point." I'd put my clinic right next to yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd shut down. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. We're moving. <laughs> That's great. So remind me again, and, and like I know, but I want the listeners to know, like, why is it so important to you to start your own business, to start your own practice? You know, I just, for one thing, it's, even the very short amount of time that I was working in the in the regular system that was pretty much run by insurance, it was just 
mind-numbing to me. I, I absolutely hated it. And uh, to the point where I, I physically would not be able to go back in there. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I would almost have to change professions completely if, I, if this just like tanked out and I couldn't do it, um, which isn't going to happen. So yeah. I'm not worried about it. But it's, you know, I just don't think it's a good way to treat people. And I think the more you look at the way the field is going in general and, and even the trends in the medical system, like you don't walk up to many people and go, oh yeah, our medical system's awesome, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. it, it works so efficiently and it's it's really cost effective. It's No, that's not the case. And that's it's not a political thing. It's, it's I wanna help people out and I wanna do that without somebody looking over my shoulder constantly and saying, Hey, just so you know, like that works, but we're not going to pay you for it. Right. Which is BS. I went to school for three years and I'd taken like nine con eds, most of which out of my own pocket. Yeah. No, I, I'm not asking for you to put me on a yacht, but I need, I, I would like to make enough money to, you know, put food on my table, roof over my head, live a comfortable lifestyle, doing something that I enjoy doing right. without that constant oversight. Right. And, I'm, and I'm not sitting out there, you know, doing anything outlandishly crazy, but it's insane what is and isn't reimbursed nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that, you know, there's only like, I think the number was the baby boomer generation is going to triple or like triple the number of people on Medicare in the next 20 years, which ought to be terrifying if you're within that network that is essentially run by what Medicare reimburses for. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And they, they're actually better than a lot of yeah. private insurance. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of my mastermind students um, uh, who joined the lot about four or five months ago um, was struggling and she's working on con- transitioning her in-network practice to cash. Mm-hmm. One of her primary insurance companies was paying only $32 a visit. Yeah. That's nice. Like, and like, I mean, I think even some of them, she's like, well, the copay is larger than what they're, you know, and it's just like, or they're working really hard to collect an extra ten dollars yeah. or five dollars. It's just like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So. I mean, not to belittle any other profession, but how the hell are you gonna tell me that that my time, my hour, probably thirty minutes, is not mm-hmm. worth as much as a, a haircut? Right. Which is, you know, a perfectly good thing to be doing, but how many people walk out walk around getting like twenty five dollar haircuts? Not many mm-hmm. people. Right. And we went to we, you know, most of us have a doctorate degree and we went through all this to, you know, get certified and, and be able to help people in a really effective way that keeps them away from surgery and injections and pain medications. And one, we're not utilized nearly enough because right. nobody knows what we're doing. But secondly, we're just not valued at all. Mm-hmm. And, and it starts, it starts with them. It starts with the insurance companies and it, you know, I'm not going to subject myself to that. I'm not going to subject like my family's lives to that. I'm just going to go out and do my own thing. Right, right. No, I agree. And I think it, one of the hardest things for me is I look at it and go, well, if only the executive looked at even the president of the hospital or insurance company said, oh, well, what if we sent everyone with back pain through physical therapy first? Yeah. Everybody, no matter what, they would save money. But how much money are they going to save in um, comparison to doing something and not paying? Mm-hmm. Well, it's easier to not pay than to look and see, well, could we save we, you know, it's like they're doing it by numbers, not by what people need, Yep. you know, and they're just running numbers and oh, all we got to do is clamp down over here and clamp down over here and the numbers will drop faster than if we do this other thing, which could still save them a ton of money. Yeah. And, and to be fair, like our profession doesn't exactly 
help itself out on every front. There are plenty of there, you know, plenty of PTs who who just run through the run through the motions, right. and when somebody comes into them with back pain, they do X, Y, and Z that they do for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not individualized at all, and then it doesn't help them. So right. not only then do the doctors and everybody above them in their in their plan of care real think to themselves, oh, I guess PT doesn't work for this. The patient starts to think that, and I think that's more poisonous than anything else. Is the patient mm-hmm. going, "Oh, PT doesn't work for me," yeah. so that when somebody like us comes out and says, "Hey, your diagnosis might not actually be why you're in pain. Why don't we just why don't we just talk and see what I can do for you, and mm-hmm. then we'll talk about costs." And they're like, "Excuse me, you're how much money?" No, 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 yeah. PT doesn't work for me. Right. I'm certainly not paying that much money for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and that's that's all pt's fault right right because i don't like eating at the restaurant yeah or my mechanic yeah. couldn't fix my saw my, so. my mechanic couldn't fix my car therefore nobody can fix my car right yeah right uh, i'm just gonna see if the car gets better by itself too logical <laughs> <laughs> but it is um so what do you think is the solution to that <laughs> i wish i knew that's why that's why i'm jumping out that's why i'm yeah. jumping ship i mean it's just the solution is if enough people do this do it cash based somebody's gonna have to pay attention yeah because you know, not everybody's going to be able to get the services that they need for what we charge. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we've had people, we're not out there just treating them 1%. We've had people even on disability coming and seeing us. But, you know, at a certain point, there are some people that just can't see us. So, I mean, if enough people are going out of network to where insurance becomes obsolete for a certain percentage of people, I yeah. think that's the only way they can really work. But do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Yeah. But I mean, there are even people here in North Carolina, you know, on Medicare who don't even, with Medicare, have to go to the hospital and they only get one visit Yeah. for PT. Yeah. I mean, which is, which is crazy. I mean, we happen to be the one of the states, I think, I don't know if that's because we didn't take the Medicare uh, supplemental from the federal government a few years ago, or, mm-hmm. I mean, but even before that, we only, I think... When I was in PD school, it was only three visits, unless you had cancer or an amputation. Yeah. And if you were had back pain or neck pain or shoulder problem, you're out of luck, basically. Well, they even recently, like, um, really cut down on the number of visits. It was like a, I don't remember the exact number, but it was like 60 or 90 days after a total knee, total hip, or uh, a couple other things, mm-hmm. I believe. Y'all don't get me on this, but, <laughs> but, like, you couldn't see a PT after that. Yeah. It wasn't covered. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, what... What do you think, what do you see the future, what's the future for our profession while we're on this subject? I'm, I'm pretty excited about it because I do think, you know, from, from my perspective, like I don't, I don't foresee any issues with struggling. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Like I, I'm never worried about it because I think we're such a valuable resource and pe- people just don't know it. Right. Or, or like we were just talking about, have had negative experiences. So they just assume blanket term that okay well all pt doesn't work Mm -hmm. so you know i think the apta does really good things i think there are plenty of people out there like yourself trying to trying to really bang the drum for physical therapy so i think you know if enough voices are shouting loudly eventually somebody's going to take notice and and do something do something to make a better change but you know for those of us that are doing cash base um and even you know even physical therapists who are doing uh their thing in network i think You know, if you're good at what you do, you're you're an amazing resource for these people mm-hmm. because not enough people know what you can do, and once once they figure out that you can help them, they're basically yours for life. How do we get people, public, John Q. Public, to understand exactly what we do? Wish I knew. Yeah, <laughs> wish I knew. 
that would solve my marketing problem. <laughs> right. Well, in that, are you marketing like Shelton Movement Performance? We do physical therapy great. I mean, is that your message or do you have a different message? Nope. We help busy and active people stay fit, healthy, and independent without pain medications, injections, and surgery. Yeah. Um, which is, I joking with my, with my wife that my mom is, is really out there telling people that I'm opening up in the area, which is great. But when she, um, when she talks to people, she's like, yeah, he's just going to want to needle the crap out of you. And I'm like, please don't tell people that. Because first of all, not a guarantee. And second of all, they don't need to think that that's what I do. Like right, they, right. I, I, so I, I was joking with, with my wife that I was just going to give my mom a scrap of paper. And when she tells people that I'm opening up, I'm like, this is all you're allowed to say. <laughs> and if they ask you any follow-up questions, you're like, you repeat the line. Because right. that's all you're allowed to say. That's awesome. That's really great. What if someone's listening and they're interested in starting a cash practice? What's the number one thing that you know they need to know? Like, especially the person's like, "Well, I'm not sure I want to do it," or "I'm, uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to work for me," or, or you know, yeah, get help. Don't. Yeah. I mean, you can try it by yourself, but I don't know where we. You know, even if you had given me no advice whatsoever, mm-hmm. I would still have the relationship with you, the relationship with Derek, and the relationship with Cash BT Nation that would have gotten me so much further than than having just tried it out on my own Mm -hmm. so you know getting help with it getting help getting started getting the advice so that so that you're not scrambling around trying to figure everything out and trying to learn everything from scratch because i think the resources are out there for you to get get you started Mm -hmm. and if you're opening you know if you're opening a practice you got to be willing to eat some eat some costs to earn money later Right. So, you know, if you're just expecting to spend minimal amounts of money and just never get it back, you know, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Or, sorry, no. if you're expecting to spend minimal amounts of money just to just to get you going, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're going to have to actually, you know, spend to get yourself places. I keep telling I keep telling you that like, I'm, done, I'm done spending yeah. money yeah. for for the next couple of months, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. It's just starting. Yeah. Um, so, how? I mean, but a lot of people are like, well, I can do it my on my own. Right? Like, what, what was it about you? Like, okay. I mean, was there something about you that was like, I could do it on my own and? I just think there's so many things that, that you wouldn't even think of mm-hmm. that, that I don't think I would have figured out if I had done this and, uh, if, if I had done it on my own. Even the, uh, even learning how to set up systems, even if, it, you know, I'm not, even if I'm not using your stuff, I know what the general message should be. And there's so many different things out there that I, I don't know, maybe, People out there are a lot more intuitive than I am, but mm-hmm. I just I don't think that there's any way that I would have thought of all of this stuff. I mean, I'm still figuring stuff out, and I've got a week left. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's there are things that you need to learn that will help you hit the ground running a little bit quicker, as opposed to going in trying to do it by yourself, thinking that you have a great plan, it falling through, and then not only have you spend a, mo- a bunch of money to get it started, but you don't know where to go because mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna fail. Yeah. At least once. Nobody's just gonna like spend a hundred dollars here or there and just take off booming unless you've got a huge reputation where you're starting out already. And even then, there's still things that you're probably gonna need to know. Mm-hmm. What do you? What would you say to someone who, let's say, they're in school and they're, you know, they're saying, "Oh, well, I need five years of experience." I mean, I heard that this week. I hear it all the time. It's like, oh, "I need five years of experience, and then I'll go out on my own." Like if. If someone, you know, like if they're in school thinking about doing this, you know, what would be your advice? My first advice would be, be sure that you actually want to do it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, 
it's appealing to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Oh, you know, my notes don't have to be that long or I don't have to do this side or the other. Or I can make, I can make a lot of money. Um, that's not necessarily the case and you gotta, you gotta want to do it to, to get started. So that would be the first thing. And the second thing was, would be, you know, five years of experience. No way. Cause I don't even have that. Um, if you're confident in your abilities, I think you can go for it. I, I mean, you started right out of school. You yeah. didn't. Um, do anything. I think I, just personally, I don't think I would have gone straight out of school, um, especially now knowing what I've learned in the past 13 months, which isn't that long, but mm-hmm. knowing what I've learned in that amount of time with the mentorship you gave me and just being able to go to a bunch of different courses and figure out how I wanted to learn a treat, that gave me all the confidence in the world so that, you know, I don't ever, I don't ever worry about whether or not I'll make somebody better. I know I can. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take and mm-hmm. how bought in I can get them by speaking to them. Right. Um, so five years, no way. Maybe, maybe a year, uh, before you get started. I, but, you know, I would find, I would find a support group really quickly. I'd find support system. Uh, cause I felt, I felt pretty alone for eight months out there just kind of doing my own thing. I had, you know, no real guidance, no mm-hmm. idea, no idea how I was going to make it work in my favor. And then luckily I just, you know, I think lucky turn of events. I found, <laughs> I found your stuff and, and got this job, but, uh, it, I definitely would not have been able to do it alone. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else you want to add or that we didn't touch base on about what's next? What are you doing? Well, Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for helping me. Yeah, you're that's, welcome. That's the biggest thing. I and it's your podcast. You've been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it really. I mean, I, I, you know, I tell people all the time. It, had it not been for for Aaron and for Derek and just again the the community that I've become involved in, I don't know where I'd be. I certainly wouldn't be as ready as I am now or as confident as I am now because people ask me all the time, like, well, are you going to start a side business or are you going to start like a, you going to work PRN somewhere? Or, like what happens if it, if it falls through? And, like not even a shadow of a doubt that I'm mm-hmm. going to be fine. Like I don't worry about it at all. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. So awesome. I, I really appreciate you and I really appreciate what you guys have done for me. Yeah, of course, man. And we're going to miss you here. Yeah. I'm going to miss it here. It's, you know, it's going to be tough. Andre and I, you're, like, one more thing I want to ask you about, like yeah. you're really great with people mm-hmm. and, and you break down like barriers. You build um, rapport really quickly. Just by being super patients. awkward. And, and <laughs> There's something like, what do you do? Like, like you're so good in that. Like people come in and you're just like Tyler and it's yeah. like people are really comfortable with you. I think, you know, I've tried not to brag, but um, I, I'm just very genuine all the time. Like you never have to worry or wonder what I think of you almost to a fault. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I kind of, I tend to need to learn how to shut up sometimes, but, uh, I just, anytime you see me, you're getting me. I, I'm never, I never put on a mask to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't always work. I mean, there, there've certainly been a few people that have been a little, little standoffish when I'm, when, when they get in the door, I'm like, Hey, what's up? You ready to go chill? Yeah. Um, but for, for the most part, <laughs> it's like, who's the 16 year old? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Grow a beard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, for the most part, I just, you know, trust in what I do really yeah. first and foremost is the confidence that I have in, in my abilities that I earned through this, through this place. But, um, I don't know, man, I just, I, I don't ever, I don't ever want to be that rigid doctor that, that people feel like has a filter on them all the time. Uh-huh. You know, you're going to see this kind of like 27 year old young 
kid that's right. just gonna he's also gonna treat you by the way right right um so yeah i don't know if, if it stops working for me maybe i'll change it up but <laughs> that's for awesome. right now well it's one of your biggest assets to our practice i appreciate it so thank you um well we're gonna miss you yeah man and uh look forward to having you on the podcast again in maybe another year yeah like and i think we're getting derek i'm getting derek on sometime this week too yeah so one of the next episodes will be derek a year out and um Looking forward to having our one-year party. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and our uh, our graduation, your graduation one-year party, like, and just everything coming yeah. up in the next few years. So, yeah, absolutely. I did want to say, I did want to say one other thing, and it sounds like I'm plugging for you here, but I, despite the fact that I work here, I still listen to the podcast, which I think is mm-hmm. pretty valuable. Because when I first started here, I was like. I'm not going to need to anymore. Like I'm going to know everything that he says, but I still get so much out of everyone. I think we were talking about it the other day. It's awesome. Thank you. So I yeah, appreciate that. it's really killing it. Dude, thank you. <laughs> Have you left me a five-star review yet? Not yet. Maybe okay. I'll do that. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. If, if you guys have gotten anything out of the podcast and it's inspired you or helped you in any way, would greatly appreciate a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Um, and be sure you check in and listen to the next episode. One of the next episodes we'll have um, Dr. Nielsen on one year out of uh, out of uh, the residency program. And I've got a lot of great guests lined up for you over the next few weeks. I've also released a brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint, the book, which will be available soon. So watch your email and uh, social media for when it's available. Um, and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks so much. Hey, what's up, this is Aaron. Real quick, if you're just getting started with a cash practice, then be sure to check out my step-by-step checklist, which will walk you through the whole process. Go to cashptchecklist.com to get your free cash PT checklist, where you'll learn all the essential steps you need to take to get started. It's absolutely free and always will be. Over 5,000 people have already downloaded it, so make sure you don't miss out. And if you're already a business owner, but not generating the revenue you think you deserve or have the time, the freedom that you want, and you would like to grow and scale your business in the shortest amount of time possible, then you may be a great fit for my CashPT Platinum Mastermind Group. Just head over to CashPTMastermind.com where you can get all the details and apply for a free strategy call where you'll get clarity on your vision and a path to getting there.